This is Sunday Morning Magazine with your host, Rodney Lear. And welcome back all morning long. We're talking about children who have parents serving time behind bars. In the studio with me now is Kelly Eversole. Kelly is with Big Brothers and Big Sisters of Butler County. They offer a program where they mentor children who have parents behind bars. Also joining me this morning is Yvette Harris. Yvette is the author of the book, Children of Incarcerated Parents. Rounding out our panel this morning is Kimberly. Kimberly is a mother of four. As you heard, she was incarcerated and she joined us this morning to share her story. Now, in terms of laws and policy, ladies, in your opinion, what needs to happen or what needs to change when we talk about this issue of children who have parents that are locked up behind bars? I guess I'd say the first thing that needs to change, or at least we need to rethink the Adoption and Safe uh, Families Act. We actually need to rethink that. Um, So I think that that's one of the things that really needs to change. What do I mean when I say rethink that? I think we, and maybe some states do do this, that we need to go case by case to really determine whether or not uh, custody should be terminated with this particular parent. So I would rank that being number one to really evaluate, reevaluate that law. Okay, Kelly, your thoughts? No, I I agree. Um, You know, a a thing that we went through at Big Brothers Big Sisters in in 2008 is we got a large grant from the federal government for um, mentoring children of prisoners, and we lost that grant. And so that had a huge impact on our funding um, in order to, to... you know, it cost a thousand dollars per match for our our matches at Big Brothers Big Sisters. So when you take that funding away, it's very hard to serve the kids that need to be served. Sure. So that's another big thing. Yes, I'd like to re- reiterate what Kelly just said because, for example, my oldest son had a big brother, and when they took away the funding, he really helped me out and establishing a relationship with him. And when they took away that funding, their relationship ended, and he didn't get to see him anymore. But he helped to build a bond. Plus, there was no male figure in the home. And a lot of times, um, women that are incarcerated when they when they when they're back into society, right? They don't then they come back to just being one parent. So they it's like they're being two people in one. They're being mother. They're being father. And especially if you have boys, um, there was no male figure there. So he kind of helped out a lot. But when the funding ran out and he had to stop seeing him, it kind of broke his heart. And it broke my heart as well because I was left there again having to think like a male. What, what do you tell a male child, especially if you weren't didn't have very good parenting skills and you were just relearning your skills as well? Now, you touched on this earlier, Yvette, and I think many people listening this morning may be saying to themselves, you know, that has nothing to do with me. I don't have children. All my children are doing great. No one in my family is being incarcerated. But you say that this um, whole issue of children who have parents incarcerated, that it has an effect on neighborhoods and communities. Well, one of the things that when when you have somebody uh, who has a parent in the criminal justice system, and just think about this, you're bringing somebody back into a community, all right? And you're bringing them back into a community where they don't have the necessary resources, let's say, to pay for housing, to pay for the basic things that these kids need to function. Think about communities as being larger families, larger places that we learn different things from our neighbors. Uh, uh, we learn... Uh, 
relationships, how to develop relationships. We learn uh, how to take care and how to interact with one another. And so when you deplete resources and you bring people back into communities where they are not those kind of resources, children really lose out on how just learning to be socialized in their communities. I want to spend some time here and talk about reunification. What happens to these women, these fathers, these mothers, when they are released from prison and they are reunified with their children? Let's talk about some of the challenges there. I guess some of the biggest challenges, and I think we've talked a little bit about it here, is just learning how to parent again, learning how to be a family again, or even maybe not even learning how to be a family again, but learning how to be a family, learning how to interact. And being a family may be defined in different ways, depending on family constellations, depending on previous relationships, but learning how to be a family. Okay, Kelly. I would agree. I just learning what your role is in that in that family. Um, you know, learning like I'm sure Kimberly, when you came back into your family, you know, well, who am I now? Am I mom? Am I just you know? It's it's very hard, um, you know, for them to find their place and everybody, the kids too. Like you said, you know, your kids were going down the street to ask the aunt if it was okay. You know, just finding that spot and okay. what your role is. What about resources? A lot of times you don't have a place to go. I mean, I have a, a mother right now who just got out of prison. And as much as the grandmother didn't want her in the house with the kids, she was forced to let her come back because she had nowhere else to go. Right. She would have ended up homeless. Okay. So, And we think about resources. We think about employment. Okay, depending on what you did, you're limited in terms of employment opportunities. Hopefully with the Second Chance Act, that will change for, for certain people. Um, the other thing is transportation, driver's license, the things that we take for granted, but obtaining those necessary things that you need in order to survive and function as a parent. Now, Yvette, I want to ask you this now. We've been talking all morning about how you're the co-author of the book, Children of Incarcerated Parents, but you are also currently working on new research. Tell me about what this new round of research is looking at. Well, currently we're looking at, I kind of entitle it, Family Stabilization When Mothers Reenter from Prison. The reason that we looked at mothers, I'll tell you a little bit about it, is because we see an increase, I think I said this earlier, in the number of mothers who are in the criminal justice system and getting ready to transition out. The other thing is that we're looking at the reentry piece, because regardless of how or what people feel or what people believe, that mothers and children are going to make a connection in some way. So we're basically looking at what are the things that mothers need in terms of parenting assistance in order to help them make that transition to either sole parenting or co-parenting or what I refer to as peripheral parenting, meaning that they're parenting at some level from a distance. And finally this morning, what do you believe is the biggest takeaway from this show? What is the most important thing you want people to know or understand about children who have parents and, and that are incarcerated? The biggest takeaway, Kimberly? That all parents aren't bad and that they need a second chance, and some parents just don't know. It's dependent, it's dependent upon how they grew up, um, what resources um, was available to them as they were coming up. For example, I'm just now, I'm just now grasping what parenting is all about. Like I had to start from scratch, putting a list on the refrigerator so I could be consistent. Um knowing that, okay, it's okay for my children to, to um, they don't have to like me, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but we, we're going to learn to love each other because my thing was my, my do- oldest daughter was more 
we were more like sisters. And so I had to change that role around that I'm a, I'm a parent too. I'm your mother as well. Not only are uh, you know that I'm not like your best friend, I'm your mother. Mm-hmm. And it took us a while to get there. Okay. Kelly, your biggest takeaway, what do you want people to understand about this issue as we look at children who have parents that are incarcerated? Your biggest takeaway? I think my biggest takeaway for it is is that it's these kids shouldn't be stigmatized, you know, I mean, um, and that they need all the support that they can get. You know, and, and so by by giving them all the different resources that they need and, and the parents, the resources that they need once they're, um, you know, put back into the community, I think that that's the biggest. Yvette. For me, the, the biggest takeaway from this show is that we really need to find ways to stabilize the family when mothers or fathers prepare to reenter into the lives of their children and caregivers. And if our listeners would like more information about you, Yvette, if they would like to get a copy of the book, how can they do so and how can they find out more about you? Sure. They can actually contact a Springer uh, publishing company out of New York to get a copy of the book, Children of Incarcerated Parents. And I'm a professor at Miami University in Oxford, Ohio, and it's Harris YR uh, at MiamiOhio.edu. And if our listeners would like to find out more about your program at Big Brothers and Big Sisters, how can they do so, Kelly? You can go to the Big Brothers, Big Sisters national site, or you can go to our local um, agency site, which is bbbsbutler.org, and find out about volunteering or donating um, to our agency. You know, like we said before, we're funded mainly through grants and fundraisers. Um, So are interested in becoming a volunteer, you can go there or um, call our local number at 513-867-1227. All right. Well, thank you very much, ladies, for taking time to talk to us. Thank you. We've been speaking to Kelly Eversole with Big Brothers and Big Sisters of Butler County. Also speaking to Yvette Harris. She's the co-author of the book, Children of Incarcerated Parents, and Kimberly. Kimberly is a mother of four who served time in jail, and she joined us this morning to share her story. Well, that's it for this edition of the show. If you would like more information on this topic, Children of Incarcerated Parents, you can like us on Facebook. We'll have additional information and resources there. You can like us on Facebook at Sunday Morning magazine with rodney lear sunday morning magazine with rodney lear to find out more well that's it for this edition of sunday morning magazine i'm rodney lear until next week be encouraged